I wanna bear you six feet of sugar. I wanna watch you come back to me. With every step I pray it doesn't rain. My own candy mountain. They say things don't last. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Junk Food on the Road. Today we are talking about memorable treats throughout the years. Yes. So, uh, obviously we haven't been traveling much lately, so uh, we want to, to sort of, like, there's a few treats that we, we come back to when we talk about all the time. Uh, a couple of the treats I have in mind for a memorable treat throughout the year were actually treats that I tried traveling before I met Chris. Because, you know, there was life before Chris, and I probably had visited about 30 countries by the time I met him. So we call him before Chris BC. BC, yeah. I want to say that only one of those countries was actually in Europe, so I had been other places. I've been on all five continents, uh, all six continents, all six inhabited continents. I have not been to Antarctica, but uh, we just have some treats that, you know, we, we, we really, really like. I might even have a few uh, VA? VA treats if I think about it. Yeah. Hmm, you might do. Yeah. One, I, one I, I, I think is one that both of us have loved. That is uh, South African crusts. Yes, you introduced me to those. Yes. But man, are they good. And you were an unbeliever. You thought that it was just like all the other rusks that you get in grocery stores. They're not even the same thing. No, they they're, are. They're closer to that uh, that cookie thing you get in um, coffee shops. Biscotti. Know? Biscotti. It's closer to a biscotti. It's like a sh- if shortbread and biscotti made a beautiful little child. Yes. They are so good. And it's, in fact, we were in Western Australia somewhere, this like cute little town. I think it was Denmark. And they had, somebody had made homemade South African rusks and, and put them in like this little craft store. And I saw them and it was just like, I think we probably overpaid, but uh, man, they were so good, especially dipped in coffee or tea. Just spectacular. Yeah. I mean, they're good on their own too. Yeah, that's, that's definitely that's a, that's a good one. That's a, a good poll. Um, one of the things I was thinking about, uh, sort of a memorable treat for me that maybe is before Allison, is Saunders chocolate sauce. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, is that that American? It's an American chocolate sauce, and it's only available. I think it's only in Detroit, and it's because it's actually like made there and everything like that. And it is, as far as ice cream, chocolate sauces you put on ice cream, it is. A, Far and beyond the best thing I've ever had. I've, I've never tried it, and we need to do a road trip to the States so that I can. Yeah, and like I said, you have to go to, like, Detroit. If it still exists, and, like, you can get it everywhere. It's funny because... I, I think Detroit is still there. No, I mean the, the chocolate sauce. But but the thing about Saunders chocolate sauce is, it's funny, it's like, you can get it in grocery stores in Detroit. So it's not like you're going to have to go to a particular place. I think they do have, like, uh, they did have a store where you could get it, but you could just go to, like, you know, you know the, the Giant Eagle or whatever the the grocery store was there and, and and just get it and if you talk to somebody from Detroit they're like what it's just chocolate sauce like don't wow. you like that's what they think chocolate sauce should be and it's just like oh my god you don't understand what the rest of the world is suffering with you know and that makes me think of the Belgian chocolate sauce of course this noir is something we tell everybody yeah noir de noir it's just it's a commercially made chocolate sauce and it's made by Cote d'Or which you can get all over the world you can get Cote d'Or products but you cannot get their noir de noir chocolate sauce. 
which is like Nutella on steroids. Yeah, but no nuts. It's no nuts. Just chocolate. Dark chocolate too. Dark chocolate. Yeah. Creamy, good. If you find Nutella to be too sweet, this but you want a chocolate spread, this is where you go. Yeah, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. I haven't sure. had some in a couple of years now. It's yeah. I'm a little. Yeah. I'm jonesing a little. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we'll be living in Europe again sometime soon. Maybe. Maybe we can make a trip. And any Belgian chocolate uh, that's made by like the little chocolate shops, you can't yeah. go wrong. But Noir de Noir is something special. Noir de Noir is something special. And you get it at like the convenience store, the grocery store. It's just a thing. Now, a lot of the stuff that's like that, like that I would say that's kind of memorable, it's like there are the nice chocolate shops like and the nice candy stores that hand make stuff. And of course it's all good. But some of the stuff that's actually really memorable is stuff that it's like in the area where it's made is, is it's, it's, it's every day. But it's like because they didn't even realize it's something special. Like, and this is this is BC, um, Taiwanese street food. And the, the street food in Taiwan is spectacular. Also in markets in China, but Taiwan um, and China do this egg crepe thing on the street where they take like an egg base, and I'm not sure if it has flour or not. It probably does to hold it together. And they make this thing and they fill it together with like any filling you want that they have available there. Like it can be meaty, it can be vegetable-y, it can be sweet. Um, and then they fold it together like in a, um, it's almost like a triangle. Okay. And it's not like the Japanese crepes that, you know, you see in on like, you know, with the, the all the fancy stuff. It's just this real wholesome, good street food crepe with like stuff in it like vegetables and eggs or or like some chicken or some like whatever and it is unbelievably good like one of the biggest memories of travel that i have with travel and food was just like being able to walk up to any street vendor in taiwan and getting some sort of fantastic taste sensation and those crepes were like on the top of that list i could think of another asian thing that's going to be on the top of your list mr bean Oh my god, Mr. Bean, I forgot about Mr. Bean. In Singapore, it also exists in Japan, like there's one in Tokyo that we found, but it's completely different in Tokyo because they adapt to local tastes. But Mr. Bean makes these little filled soy cakes, uh, sort of like moon cakes um, for Chinese Chinese lunar viewing, fall season thing. Um, but these are just like these little cakes that are filled with stuff and they make one that's filled with crunchy peanut butter and oh my god and it's warm it always comes warm and they have like other ones too like savory with like chicken or egg inside and they've got a Nutella one that Chris really likes the thing about the Nutella and the peanut butter one I don't think it's like store brought product no no I think they do it themselves yeah that's the thing that makes it really unique like the peanut butter is crunchy and it's like chunks of peanut butter like not peanuts like it's like this broken up pieces of peanut in peanut butter like it's not just little micro bits or anything so it just so and it doesn't like fall apart when you eat it yeah it it, it maintains its integrity yeah and it's so good oh mr bean yeah yeah i mean if we go back to crepes too in france there's some pretty good france street crepes along the champs elysees super yummy feeling of choice uh, I'm between Nutella and Marin Cream. Marin Cream is uh, chestnut cream. So the Marin Cream is definitely something unique. It is pretty unique. Yeah, and again, that's something in France. They're like, oh, this is Marin Cream, what's the big deal? And it's like, yeah. nobody else eats it. Yeah. 
And of course, Tokyo has taken crepes to a whole new level. Sometimes it's ridiculous. Sometimes it's more Instagrammable than actually worth eating. Yeah, but still, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And, and then there was um, scones in Scotland. Yes, the best scone we ever had. Urquhart Castle on Loch Ness. Just at the little cafeteria there. Just in the cafeteria. The best thing is, is normally when you get scones with clotted cream, you get like a little dish of clotted cream and you sort of take whatever they give you. But there they have a big tub that you just take whatever yeah. you want. Buffet style, unlimited clotted cream. Yeah. If you haven't had clotted cream, um, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, you should. You should. It's like, imagine... Wh- it's also called Cornish cream and Devon cream. Yeah. So if you see a little jar of Devon cream, I know it'll be like, you know, four ounces for like $15 or something. But just like make a biscuit, put some butter and jam and on it, and then add a dollop of this uh, cream. and. Not cream, then jam? No. Cornish style, please. First jam, then cream. That's how, the, how Her Majesty eats it. Queen Victoria? Yeah. And also my granny was Cornish, so I have to eat it that way. Okay. So, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that's... Uh... Uh, oh, yeah, I got a couple. Venezuela, BC. Fruit juices there. Unbelievable. I don't know... Venezuela is a, you know, full disclosure, it's the only country I've been to in South America. Um, but it... Um, so, it might be in other South, South American countries, too, but they have these street stands where you can get fruit juice. And what they do is they chop up the fruit, add a little bit of water... Put it in a blender, and that's your juice. It's just basically this like big chunk of, uh, or this big glass of blended pureed fruit with water to make it sort of liquid. And I was blown away. Yeah. Blown away. Unbelievably good. Something else that maybe isn't like the best candy in the world, but something you really have to try. If you don't like Turkish delight, try it in Turkey. Yeah, I don't like Turkish Delight until I went to Turkey. And you learn. And try some of the different things. Like the one that sort of, I don't know if it's the best, but it was so unique it was worth mentioning. And that was the, the one with rose and then rose petals and stem and leaves on the outside. I disagree. I think the ones that were the best were the ones with the pistachio nuts and mixed in. Mm. And now we're in, the, in that region, Corabiedis. Uh, yeah. Which are sort of like these little Greek almond cookies that are covered in powdered sugar and spritzed with rose water. Um, they're sort of like, they're soft but crunchy cookies. Like yeah. they, they, they fall apart in your hand, but they don't crumble. So they don't, but they don't have the moisture that you would expect for that kind of experience. It's really cool. They're, they're sort of like, um, shortbread meats um, biscuits it's like they're just so good and uh, also in Greece uh, Greece is not really famous for its chocolate but it has one chocolate bar brand called Eon I-O-N makes fantastic chocolate bars it's usually just chocolate or chocolate with like almonds scattered yeah. in they have a whole lot one too that's really good yeah those are the Lodoni ice cream too in Greece yeah. is very good. Um, the other thing I was going to mention that was sort of before Allison, but it has been post Allison visitations of it, of it for me, is uh, dessert pierogies. Ah, uh, yes. Like it's amazing. Like people think about pierogies and they think about like meats and potatoes and cheese, 
but cherries, plums, raspberries, and then you put a, the sour cream. And if you want a little powdered sugar, but you don't even need it, if the fruit has a bit of sugar in it, they are, pierogies as a dessert is so underrated. I had never even heard of these before I met Chris. And then I never tried them until we were in Poland and uh, came upon a pierogi festival. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. It was a surprise for me, so it was really cool. Yeah, I saw the posters, and I sort of, like, casually led Chris there. And uh, he looked like a little kid on Christmas Day that got his first bike. I grew up with pierogies, so it was, like, an amazing thing. Yeah, dessert pierogies are pretty good. Yeah, and it's really underrated. Like, I'm surprised, like, I'm surprised because you can get pierogies, at least in Canada, you can get pierogies at, like, your grocery store, frozen ones, but never dessert ones. And I'm like, why don't you sell dessert ones? These would, you know, all you have to do is try it, and it's so good. Pakistani and Indian desserts are also really good, but the one that sticks out for me is jalebi. Jalebi is very good. Uh, Want to describe it? Well, the thing about jalebi is it's basically like a deep-fried uh, batter that's sort of done in like a squiggly pattern. Sort of funnel cake. Sort of funnel cake-ish, yeah. I've seen it orange, like this sort of orange crystally stuff, and it's generally covered in sugar as well. <laughs> very sweet. Also dipped in honey. Yeah. Some sort of honey. But the thing that's interesting about it is there's two different kinds of trout. I tried like some was very narrow and thin, and some that are sort of thicker. And I always find the narrow is a lot better. Like yeah, because it's so crispy. Yeah, that's what it's you want. Crispy, and then like the, the the sugar, the sugar of the like the honey sort of like just pours into your mouth yeah. when you crunch into it. It's almost a watery, sugary drink yeah. as you eat it. And hot churros in Spain was amazing too. That was also good from BC. I was gonna I was gonna say. A watery sugar drink. The other one is uh, famous Greek uh, layered. What is it? Fee, with Bak- baklava. Baklava is amazing if you get it done well. I, mean, I prefer the sort of more towards the Middle East style. It's got less of the honey. Yeah, I know the ones you're talking I like about. Like the drier ones. More nutty. Like the Lebanese, Turkish style baklava. Yeah, it's okay. I prefer the sweeter one, but that's not oh, surprising. Oh, but Barcelona halva. Barcelona halva is interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's amazing. I love it. But it's interesting. It's definitely memorable. It's not like any halva you've ever seen before. It's sort of like gelatinous. It's kind of like the inside of a pecan pie. Yeah. And I mean, let's not uh, scoff at some of the greatest treats, because there's some stuff in North America that's pretty good, too, like butter tarts. Butter tarts. Butter tarts are pretty good. Also, like the insides of a pecan pie with empty pecans on top. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else to Maple be. syrup. Yeah. Um, soft serve ice cream in Toronto. Soft serve. We just talked about that. <laughs> but that was two months ago. That was two months ago. Oh, my God. That was two months ago. Um, I'm trying to think. Disney has some good cupcakes. Disney has some amazing cupcakes. Not so fascinated with their churros. No. Uh, They're nothing like in, in Madrid. Although it's funny because in Disney, all the churros are different. Like yeah, the different that's parts. true. But there, there, there has only been like maybe one that I've actually sort of gone, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, Disney, Disney treats have been Mickey waffles, Dis- Disney cupcakes. I was thinking of like Disney, and this was Remember actually. Remember the Goofy birthday cupcake? That was fun. That was pretty good. I was thinking actually thinking of like things like that, and a Japanese thing that I really like is the melon bun. Mm, I'm not a big fan. I like them for some reason. Yeah, they're okay. There's, lot, there's lots of really good Japanese treats. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of them are inspired off of uh, other places. Yeah, still good, good stuff. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned uh, the Cambodian uh, Romdang treat. 
called? The restaurant? The spider? Yeah. That's memorable. It is, it is memorable. Um, I, yeah, I developed a like for spiders. And tarantulas. Tarantulas. Deep fried tarantulas. Really good. Like, tasty. And silkworms. Silkworms are good, too. But, like, surprised at how much I enjoyed eating a spider. Like, I sort of thought, I, like, at worst, I thought I would be, it would be gross. At best, I thought it would be tolerable. But it was actually beyond that and enjoyable. Uh, I gotta be honest, I did not enjoy watching you eat it. Yeah, well, it's understandable. It's because, like, visually, it's not a thing that you'd want. It was not pretty. No. I mean, it had the downfall but of, like, the little hairs sometimes getting stuck in your teeth. But it was uh, it was good. It was, it was remarkable. That was really gross. Yeah. What do you think about, like, fast food? Is there any memorable fast food that you had? Uh, well, I mean, if you want to go terrible... The masala chicken burger in India. That was really bad. Uh, I know what we go go terrible. We actually talked about it on uh, recently, and that was the uh, hot dog place in uh, uh, Thunder Bay. Oh yeah. Yeah, chili dogs. Like Thunder Bay people love chili dogs at this certain restaurant, and we heard about it from a friend of ours from Thunder Bay. And we, we realized that I think that people are socialized into loving those chili dogs. They were awful. They were gross. But the Persians were amazing. Persians in Thunder Bay are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, look up Thunder Bay Persians. It's a donut. But it's like a donut that's just... It's like a donut and a cinnamon bun and lots yeah. of other things mixed together. So. And nobody will judge you there from eating a pink-topped donut. No. No. Encouraged. Encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, Moss Burger is worth mentioning. Moss Burger, Japanese fast food. That, that, that became, it's, it's such our go-to when we're in Asia that I don't even think about it as being unique, but it is. It is. And I, like, the Yakiniku Rice Burger is the best, in my view. Yeah. I love it. And it was so bad that when I lived in northern Japan and I was craving a hamburger, I knew that the Moss Burger hamburgers were better than the McDonald's across the street. Like, they make really good burgers. But if I wanted a hamburger, I went to the McDonald's because I knew if I walked into Moss Burger, I'd get the, the Yakiniku rice burger instead. And I wouldn't satisfy my burger craving. Because uh, the Yakiniku rice burger is basically Korean-style barbecued uh, beef on a bun of, um, of rice that's been sort of grilled yeah. for, for, like, crunchiness and flavor. So good. Yeah, that is really good. I remember uh, as well, I was thinking about burgers, and I was thinking, remember when we got beets and pineapples on the burgers? I think it was in Australia. Oh, yeah, that was at McDonald's. No, that was in New Zealand. It was in New Zealand? At McDonald's, and I got a lamb burger. Oh, my God, McDonald's lamb burgers in New Zealand, just don't bother. That's weird. You'd think that'd be good. You would think, but no. But I like the, having a beet. I actually started, and I, I've, I've calmed down on it a little bit lately, but for a while I was really into putting beets pickled beets on my hamburgers, and it's really nice. Not so big on, on pineapple. I don't hate it, but I've never really craved it since, but a, a good good pickled beet is quite nice on a hamburger. Can I end this on a piece of nostalgia? I guess so. Uh, Tiny Tom's Donuts at the Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto. Those were fantastic. Yeah. You have to eat them while they're still hot. They are gross when they get cold. Yeah, it's like cheese curd. Like ow- so good. Hours and minutes mean something. Yeah. Yeah. You can get them coated in sugar, cinnamon, or chocolate, or to have them just plain. So basically, you usually just buy four bags of a dozen. They're tiny. They're tiny little donuts, and you eat them all. You yeah. know, you share them among, like, you know, four or five friends, but 
you eat them all within yeah. the first half hour. You have to. But they're so good when they're fresh. Yeah. They had these. They, they used to sell them in Ottawa at the Rito Center. There's a Tiny Toes. Really? Yeah, when I was to a kid. It's such a, fest- it's such a festival food, though. Yeah, but you know what? When you're walking through the mall and you smell them, you make an exception. Yeah. So they're pretty okay. I think that's a good way to end. Okay. I mean, we could even that's have a second that's episode. That's like memorable this. from our childhood. Kind yeah. Of thing. We both grew up in the Toronto area. Yeah. Him in Toronto, me near it. Yeah, so I think that's good. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Junk Food on the Road. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Candy Critic or go to candycritic.org and find links to all of our other social media, including Facebook and Instagram. You can also go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash candycritic, and there you'll find all kinds of extra bonus content, including the entire library for snack facts. So make sure to check that out. We might do a second episode of this if something, if it ever comes upon us to talk about something else. So keep an ear up for that. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I want to bear you six feet of sugar. Won't watch you come back to me With every step I pray it doesn't rain My own candy mountain They say things don't last but hey I've always holding my candy Not much of a sweet tooth anyway I want to bear you six feet of sugar Honey, I want to bear you six feet of sugar, honey. I want to bear you six feet of sugar, darling.